phone calls. No, hey, that happens, man. I get the connection. Let me talk, uh, let me try to do not disturb all. All right, no problem, man. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, do the reintro, uh, making sure everybody knows you're here on Mind Your Business podcast. Uh, this is me, Dadley Dazi, the kid, founder of Natif Logistics. Uh, we're a digital uh, marketing consulting brand. Uh, we get some lobbying going. We get some uh, c- uh, campaign marketing. Uh, and our goal with this podcast is just to tap into the minds of different entrepreneurs or different individuals interested in business, just to have the talk, because I feel like uh, it's not enough dialogue, natural dialogue to talk about business uh, for some reason, because um, for, for whatever reasons, we'll find out here. Um, today, I have what uh, someone I consider a pretty, pretty great at what he does, and um, I think he has a wealth of experience and knowledge. Uh, that can um, give a lot of the listeners a, a, a direction, a sense of direction of where they want to go with their marketing. I have Cash Clark, man. If you can uh, dive in, uh, introduce yourself, your brand, uh, just tell us a little bit, uh, and we'll we'll we'll, go, we'll start from there. Hey, first of all, thanks, Daddy, for having me on the podcast. I appreciate the platform and the time to to speak, man. Um, you know, doesn't doesn't go unnoticed or or at all, you know. I'm, I'm forever grateful, man. So, um, Anthony Cash Clark, founder of the ACC Branding Agency. Uh, we're a small boutique agency, uh, birthed out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, we've been in business for about three years now, um, but I've been myself in marketing for over 10 years. Um, a digital marketer and brand strategist, um, you know, across the board, really, but particularly in the hospitality, uh, food and beverage industry, but we, you know, focus. we market, you know, that's our focus, but, you know, you hand anything to me, we can get it done. No, uh, that's what's up. But yeah, that, that's who I am, man, and, uh, and uh, that's who I am. What's got you kind of like, uh, one of the things is the digital realm, the, the, the internet spaces, it's been here, but it's fairly new for millennials, uh, the bad word, uh, to tap in and see how they're able to uh, be successful. Um, what what motivates you to be in this industry? Um, exactly that. Um, I realized that a ton of businesses will simply go out of business uh, and they will not exist because they failed to adapt. Huh. Um, in my line of business, I come across, you know, tons of businesses, tons of businesses who have been successful. Uh, over the years, uh, I actually have a brand right now that will be, um, you know, God willing, signing a contract next week. And literally came to me. This is an 80, a 80 plus year old man. Uh, okay. Has done very, very well in his business. I uh, was talking about a multi million dollar business that has uh, been here since the early 90s. But is literally on the verge of having to close its doors. Because they don't know how to adapt. Um, this, biz- this business does another first thing about social media marketing. It doesn't know how to reach its customers. It doesn't know its customers, right? Their, their customers yeah. exist on a small black book on their desk. <laughs> oh, I got what Yeah, yeah. So like when, the, archaic, the archaic way of doing things. Right, right. And this right, fast paced right. society is uh, is catching up and passing uh, our, 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 like, our, our uh, people who have uh, businesses from, from early days, you're right. Exactly, right. And I'm glad you said the word fast-paced, right? 
because not only is it fast paced, but it's it's hyper paced. Uh, as you know, we're we're talking about the internet, we're talking about social media, we're talking about you know what's been around for a little bit now. Uh, but I've been screaming from the mountaintops for a very long time <laughs> that we've only had about four to five years left in what we know as digital marketing as we know it. Uh, yeah. And this year, we've seen the uh, we've seen the introduction and the quickly rising approach of the metaverse. So yeah. if you don't if you don't know how to log into a Facebook <laughs> or Instagram account, Something. How, are you, how are you even going to grasp the concept? of the metaverse so <laughs> that's my job my job is here to really take play that part for small businesses and that don't do marketing well or you know you might do marketing well we have clients who actually are really good at marketing but they need a tactician or yeah a, a, a uh, they need strategy they need someone to implement the marketing with on their behalf that's what we do so my now, goal is to really help businesses, man, and take me to the next level. Now you you bringing up a a, a a word that lately has been popping, you know, with the NFTs and the the crypto metaverse. Talk mm-hmm. to the people about the metaverse. What is that? Uh, because Facebook even changed its whole name to what Meta. Meta. So so yeah. So the metaverse. Um, so. This is uh, so the metaverse. No one really knows what the metaverse is exactly going to look like um, because it's still something that's being built out, right? Mm-hmm. But oh, we'll speak. We'll speak in current terms. Right now, uh, the metaverse is simply a digital world where real-world assets will be obtainable via digital um that sounds insane right but i always like to make this plain and simple. it makes a lot of sense it make, we're, we're entering into a world like you say where it's it's basically digital um what yeah. oculus you wear mm-hmm. this thing on your eye and i could connect with you that's mm-hmm. where you are and we're kind of in the same what little digital world right but there's right so like right now it's even the the there's entry points outside of oculus right i think now, in future, Oculus will be the premier, and I, I think Oculus will be the main, uh, the mainstay as far as on how to enter into the metaverse and do business and uh, function within it. Uh, because all we all, like you mentioned, Facebook has changed its name to Meta, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who we call the evil genius, <laughs> is, <laughs> He's, he's on the forefront of it, right? He has changed yes. his business. Net. Everyone is going within this digital space knowing that we just got the uh, news of uh, Jack Dorsey, the yeah. CEO of Twitter, stepped down to fully run his company Square, which is the parent company or the owner of uh, like companies like Cash App, right? Yeah. Cash App and Square. But not only did he introduce his step down of Twitter, but he is now introduced that they will be now changing the name of his company, Square, to Blocks, right? Blocks, wow. Right, named after the blockchain. Wow. Which is a technology within cryptocurrency, right? Yeah. So we are really heading into this crypto, uh, you know, uh, definance uh, space yeah. where it's a fully digital uh, immersive experience 
where I think man, we're we're on the cusp of it. Uh, it's still in its infancy. And if you do your research, you take your time out to really understand what's going on, you still have the chance uh, to be early and dive in and take advantage of it. Because, you know, we all know when changes like this happen, um, the pioneers or the people on the forefront make all the money up front. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Now, 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 how does that work for, like, business owners, entrepreneurs, right? Because if I have a business, it seems that currency is going digital crypto uh and like how do i position my business to 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 even get some of that money right okay great question so uh i'm not a cryptocurrency expert Mm -hmm. but what i will say is a cryptocurrency is still in infancy right uh everyday real life use is not the norm um so there are only a few companies who have taken the initiative to really start accepting cryptocurrency yeah, on a major level. Uh, but that will all change within the next year. Um, within the next year, I believe that almost every company will be uh, accepting cryptocurrency as payment. So uh, I would say if you're a small business, uh, just keep your eyes on the big guys. What, what, what the big guys are doing, uh, if you start seeing them accepting cryptocurrency, figure out how you can do the same thing. Because if the big guy makes his change, you can still be big in a smaller pond. That makes yeah, sense. True, true. So uh, keep your eyes on companies like, I believe, MasterCard is making some changes uh, to their systems to really um, start accepting crypto. So follow them, follow Amazon, follow Apple. Big companies, when they do it, uh, kind of just, you know, one of my, if you can, mimic their steps in your, in your own way. That makes sense, man. Well, now let's bring it back to to from the metaverse to to this universe here, right? Uh, what do like lately? You know, one of the things I know I study is trying to check out um, these different brands, especially locally, and and how how the the bar could be elevated. Um, one of the things I noticed a lot is you know some uh, entrepreneurs will mix in their family within their business or it's not saying you can't have personal mix with business, but like what, what good advice do you see here in South Florida, uh, specifically speaking, uh, that you think we can do and what we can do better? What are we doing? Good. What things are we doing here? Um, as you've seen, uh, because one of the things I like, of course, one of your campaigns is uh circle house, coffee i always bring that one up and how i seen people wrapping around the corner to get some coffee uh you know so like what is it that more brands like that can do so that we become uh, a known one for this digital space and also uh business because i i think south florida we're we're big time business individuals but i don't know if we get the respect for that Mm, right right so uh companies and brands uh like circles coffee shop and steven tullet I can take no credit for any of their success. Uh, we've done some work together uh, for events and things like that uh, while they were yet a a new, a very new company. <laughs> I was like to say when I uh, started my quote unquote full time entrepreneurial journey, uh-huh. uh, I, I treated Circle House like my office. I was really there every single yeah. day, uh, the day that they opened the door. <laughs> so, uh, but something about Circle House and Stephen Tullick and companies like theirs or that they understand that they are dealing with a new age customer. 
uh, businesses in South Florida, specifically from our community, uh, Black-owned businesses, uh, a lot of them lack, uh, a lot of us lack technology. A lot of us lack understanding that just because you're a Black business doesn't mean that you have to be a Black business. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, 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 like, right? it. I like it. Yeah, in order it, for it us to fuel, in order for us to fuel our community, Mm-hmm. We need to take the dollars from other communities. <laughs> so, and, and hold on, like say that again. In order for us to fuel uh-huh. our community, right. we got to take dollars from other communities. Correct. 100%. And th- is that, and that's a good thing. That's a great thing. Okay. And that has, and when I say that, that has nothing to do with your identity. You can identify as a black person. You can you can go forth with your with your company being represented as a black owned business mm-hmm. but in the day it comes to your service and your product those two things have to be things that other people like also right for example let's take um if you're a soul food restaurant right soul food is traditionally it's ours right we own yeah. soul food right? yeah. it's our culture but black americans specifically True. Just because black people love soul food doesn't mean that white people do not either. Doesn't mean that Spanish people don't either. Yep. It's your job to bring them into the experience. I'll give you an example. Uh, Red Rooster. Red Rooster owned by uh, Marcus uh, Sanderson, Chef Marcus. They're open in Overtown. Yep, right there, right, right there in the heart of the, the hood, actually, and it's pretty right there in the heart of the hood. <laughs> heart of the hood. I'm actually there every single Thursday, uh, <laughs> doing a class, right? And we go to we go to Red Rooster all the time. You walk into Red Rooster, you're gonna see every single color, every single shade, yeah, everything, every single type of being in Red yeah. Rooster. Yeah. And what they are selling is primarily soul food, right? But they have elevated the experience. Mm-hmm. of soul food, right? You take a company like, uh, let's move out of soul food. We already know the, the stereotypes that come along with reggae food, right? Yeah. Food, yeah, yeah, food, yeah. Right? I'm a Jamaican myself. So you go to a Jamaican restaurant, you're going to experience mean customer service, right? The oxtails are going to be $30. And that's not because of the business, but you know, you go. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a yeah, stereotypical nah, the, the mocktails cost $30 for real. They do, right? Right, exactly, right. But you take a company like, and I have no affiliation with these people, but I admire their business. I've never even met them. Uh, Dunk, uh, Dunkin' Oat Kitchen, right? Mm-hmm. In Miami. They mm-hmm. serve Jamaican food at an elevated experience. And when you go there, it's going to be every shade and color because people yeah. want the experience. Yeah. But if you attach an experience to the food, now you open yourself up to so much more dollars, right? That's true. Not just your community. So I think really uh, figuring out how to improve your experience, improve your service, so that that you are welcoming to other dollars also. Man, no, I love I love what what, what you're saying right now, man, because the entire experience is what cause is what has me go in my hand, my pocket, and pay uh, for whatever it is I'm paying. And right. the more we tap into like, like you, you're right. Um, what, what is it called? Swan Miami, mm-hmm. owned by Pharrell and some yep. others, but Pharrell's taste is in that. He's the 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 guy. So for him to be able to get an audience that he gets, 
you know what I mean? It's all about how do you market yourself? How do you present? And like you say, it's nothing wrong with being black owned, uh, woman owned. You woman owned don't mean you're just catering to women. Right. You're gonna be catering to both parties. One hundred percent. So yeah, like elite. You know what I'm saying? Like we're we're in the day and age, and like lead with your blackness if you must or if you want to. That's your choice, and for sure, do it. Yeah, yeah. But it all comes down to service. Like for example, people know like. I am the brand for right now, right? This will switch later on after we get bigger, but right now I'm the brand behind my business. Yeah. Yeah. So most exactly. people are introduced mm-hmm. to me first before they're introduced to my, my agency, right? Yeah. I'm a black man. And yeah. I leave with that, right? Like, yeah. So, but once you come into our business, our service is different. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not even different, right? Our service is just top notch. That's it. That's true. So I can, I can be black, I can be blue, I can be yellow, true. I can be white. Doesn't matter. But our no, service is right. gonna be top notch, and that's all that matters, man. Like you're right. You know, say lead with your identity. Be proud of who you are. Be proud of your community. But at the end of the day, man, bring those dollars in, man. That's all I want. I want to bring the dollars back to my community. That's it, and that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, man. I love I love the way you you see that. And uh, bringing the dollars back is one of the is one of the things I think we don't practice enough. Uh, me being uh, born and raised here uh, in South Florida, I feel like a lot of the dollars end up leaving, and then uh, uh, end up not not staying for for it to circulate properly. Mm-hmm. Well, I was reading. Uh, I think, I, matter of fact, Daddy, I believe we had a meeting, and you mentioned this gentleman. I believe. Uh, correct me wrong. I would correct me wrong. The owner of Victory Rock, I believe it's called. Oh, yeah, uh, Victor George. Victor yeah. George. So yeah. I read an amazing article about him the other day in the newspaper about him uh, opening a uh, a complex on Sistrunk, right? Yeah. And it was in the article he said something powerful about how he wants to attract people back to Sistrunk. There are there are very successful young people. Who were born and raised in Sistrunk, mm-hmm. who left. Uh-huh. You know how they left? They was not for experience. Uh. They want a Panera Bread. They yeah. want a Starbucks. True. They, you know, they, they want. And they're not bringing those experiences to them out there. You're right. Exactly right. So the, we always we all know the higher you get on the wealth chart or the economic chart, the the more tailored your experience becomes, right? There's a there's a there's a, there's a reason why Whole Foods is placed where it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So yeah, if you bring those things back to places of color, then the people of color will stay. Will stay, right? Mm-hmm. The people of color with the with the economic value of that nature will stay, and mm-hmm. you know. I always call it. I always call it reverse gentrification, right? Gentrification. Yeah, yeah. It is reverse. It is reverse. It's because that right. would actually cause them to want to stay, and then their value stay in their hands, etc. Man, no, you're, you're right. And uh, speaking of Victor George, I just actually closed a consulting uh, situation with him. Um, oh, actually, thanks. We're launching uh, the Smitty's uh, experience with him. At uh, Smitty's Winks, another congratulations, client. Congratulations, um, But yeah, he, his whole mission and what he's about, we're, we're, we want we want people to enjoy uh, vodka um, from a from a black owned. Doesn't have to necessarily be black people only, right. but uh, we definitely want uh, minorities to enjoy it. 
Right. For sure. You know what I mean? So we yeah. definitely want that. And uh, to, for, for, for us, I think it's our goal, um, people like you and I, to kind of break that mold. Because what I'm noticing is a lot of comf- uh, people are comfortable. They're very comfortable in that space. Say if I've been um, frying chicken in my backyard and making a million dollars back there. This is just an example. I don't know anyone doing that. But um, I, I'm, I, don't need to, I don't need to upgrade. What do I got to do this for? I'm already mm-hmm. I'm, I'm making my money. People, we don't innovate, I feel. And uh, that's one thing I'd say is once once they tap into individuals like us, innovation is 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 right there. Yeah, uh, I always like to say comfort is a friend to your demise. That's all. Once comfort enters the picture, you need to uh, you need to turn your red alerts on because that means uh, there's some trouble in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I feel you. I feel that one hundred percent, man. I feel that it's like when, 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 like right now, the biggest elephant or Goliath is our um, the people that's been before us, right? Our predecessors, yeah. and them allowing us to kind of take that forefront in in making uh, making some decisions and uh, innovative changes. Not saying we're taking away from roots of what someone created because everybody that created a business or brand a successful one came with roots so it's all about keeping the roots intact and finding new ways to to express them right for sure so like right now man i have a couple of questions um you say you've been doing this for three years Uh, what's your biggest strengths and weaknesses within uh the realm of being an entrepreneur Ooh man, okay, that's a great one. Strength and weakness. So strength, uh, I believe it's my level of innovation and vision. Right, I think throughout my life, my vision has been able to take me to places uh, kind of quicker, right, than normal. Yeah. Uh, I think I have a very healthy uh, sense of risk. That's that's good. Hey, we're back. Nah, yeah, man, we're back in. No problem, no pressure. Oh, uh, by the way, this is brought to you by Smitty's Wings, Beyondville Media. We're out here. If you need your pictures, your visuals done, content created, Beyondville Media is here. And of course, number one chicken wing spot in Fort Lauderdale, South Florida, Smitty's Wings. Let's go back. Um, I loved your answer uh, for strength. If now we can dive into what you feel your weaknesses are. Uh, and entrepreneur, and we'll go from there. Yeah, you can give yourself weaknesses, man. Yeah. So, great question. So, I will say my weakness is my lack of time, right? Mm. If you know anything about me, um, I'm a young father, all right? Young father, uh, young husband, I'm father of a one year old husband of soon to be two years, 
Um, and my, my life is very, very time constrained. Yeah. Right? Which has been a weakness of mine. Yeah. But what I've learned is that is that even though you have a weakness, you have to find a strength that supports the weakness, right? Yes, yes. And I was talking to a, a buddy of mine and he said, you know, he made he made me feel he made me feel like a loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he's 27, 27 year old kid, uh, wife and two kids, and a multi-million dollar business. Yeah. And so I asked him, I said, man, so how do you how do you find the time? You know, you have two kids. Well, we're on similar schedules, right? Like from yeah. early in the morning to early in the afternoon. Yeah. I'm with my kid, right? Like so there's yeah, very limited amount of things that I can do and meetings that I can attend. And he said, you know, he said, I, I he said it doesn't matter what time of day it is for me, that I spend three hours per day uninterrupted. So he said, sometimes that's throughout the middle of the night. Sometimes that's early in the morning, 3 a.m. to to, uh, to 6. Yeah. Whatever it is, he has to have three hours of uninterrupted time, and that's how he propels his business. And it made me feel insane because instead of thinking about how much time I'm losing, I could have been finding alternate ways to optimize on the time that I do have. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's a weakness of mine, right? But I'm learning. Yeah, you're figuring it out. Yeah, I'm yeah figuring yeah. it out. Uh, another weakness, a weakness, man, that, you know, something that I'm working on also. Uh, the power of no. Mm. How to say no to things that don't fit. Jobs that you should not be executing on. Clients that you should not have. How to say no. To dirty, hungry money, right? Not all money is good money. And I don't mean dirty money as in like a mafia movie. I mean yeah, dirty yeah, yeah. money is in, hey, I'm gonna give you money to execute on a service that you normally don't offer. Yeah. That's going to end up wasting your time. Big big time, big stuff. Right? I like, that. like yeah. You see the money up front. I always say people can offer you ten thousand dollars, but how much does it cost you to execute the service? So if that number is negative, you should be saying no. So, yeah. you know, learning how to say no more um, and being comfortable with the no, right? I'm a, I'm a person that likes to see people succeed. And when people ask me to be a part of their, their plan, I'm usually obliged. I'm usually like, okay, yeah, I know how to do that. But just because I know how to do it doesn't mean that I need to be doing it. And that's what That's very well. Now, like that's that's uh, I love the jewels and the gems you dropped in uh, what you just said too. Um, one of the things that I've been, uh, you know, in our world, uh, I, they say trends, but I don't think there's a no trend because every second something's changing, right? But in my what I've been, especially for the past year, going on to twenty twenty, mm-hmm. I feel the next marketing digital marketing trend is that one one is your brand has to be real to some point. And not saying you still don't add the vanity points to it, but it has to be real. Like if I'm going to sell Louis Vuitton, it's not a problem with seeing it uh, and in the hood somewhere in one of the photo shoots. Because guess what? People in the hood wear Louis Vuitton. It's not just people in the high glam life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
um, having more images with the black man in it will make things more genuine because right about now they've started, you start to see, uh, you see a, a white man and a black woman. You see the mixed child. You see, you see some well, remnants of a change happening. But well, definitely, let's see what let's talk about what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. like to to kind of go about your point. Uh, rest in peace, Virgil Abloh. Yeah, yeah. I need I need people to understand how strange and how unique of a situation and journey that Virgil Abloh had created for himself. Mm -hmm. He is a black straight man, right? And, you know, no, this is not offense to the LGBT community. No, 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 no. We're talking about a black... We're talking about culture. Man, culture, yeah. Two kids mm -hmm. uh, and a family within a African, a... African. African family within the fashion industry. Hmm. Not only fashion industry, the largest industry. The largest powerhouse. The largest powerhouse, LVMH, right? Yeah. We're talking about the biggest of the biggest, and for a man of his structure to helm the ship, literally. Oh, and didn't go to school, was not formally uh, trained on this. Was stuff, not formally too. trained either, right? Comes from a streetwear background. Yeah. Which is, for a long time, been the enemy of luxury houses. Yeah, yeah. Right? And now he is, he was at the top of his game, holding. The, one of the highest seats at the at the fashion house, pushing the buttons, controlling what the brand does. It's crazy. LVMH has to be applauded for that. You have never seen another fashion house. You haven't seen Chanel do it. You haven't You're seen right. any You're other right. Prada, Fendi. None of the other big houses have done Gucci, right? Versace. And what you're saying is so true. Black people control the cool. Yeah, man. It's not enough to put us in a commercial. Uh -uh. It's not enough to put us on a billboard. It's uh -uh. not enough to give us endorsement checks. Uh -uh. We need the power to curate. We need to yep. be at the helm. Yep. And Virgil showed us, if you want cool, don't put me out there. Put me in there. Got it. Don't put I like me that. out. Don't put, put me, me out in. there. Put me in there. I like that. Don't put me out. Put me in. And that's how you drive innovation. That's how you drive the cool. And so once companies capture that and grasp that, the faster they'll succeed. I love it, man, because uh, we're seeing uh, there's a post I put out on social media in regards to diversity and inclusion. And I clearly state that, look, it's not enough that you, yeah, you show us these, you showing us that you're you're black enough is showing how much you're not. Mm, 100%. You get what I mean? So it's like, you, you just said the solution, which is don't put me out there. Put me in, coach, and we'll be able to see what we can do to connect the rest of the world because uh, I think that the trend is going, especially COVID did that, to where we start to care about the more sentimental things. So, yeah, uh, what I love, I think, well, I don't know which jewelry uh, campaign it was, but Jay-Z and oh, his... Tiffany's. Tiffany's, right? Mm -hmm. um, Jay-Z and his wife, that was magical, man. That was a black man with his dreads and his black woman, and it was a Tiffany's um, uh, brand campaign. Loved it. Right. right. 
You know what I mean? So it's yeah. we we are wanting to see more relatable and realistic uh, content. Right. Uh, is where I think it's gonna it's gonna go as far as for me as a trend is the the real stuff will will prevail. Right. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. What what type of trends you see coming uh, around the corner? Or what do you feel is a trend? Oh man, um, trend. I'm not sure if it's so much of a trend, uh, but it's a change. Mm. Um, and that change is what we spoke about in the beginning of the interview, uh, meta, metaverse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Metaverse, cryptocurrency, yeah. uh, definance, all these different spaces. Uh, like I said, they, they're time, coming to take over. They're coming to take over. And I think, you know, we're, we're past trend. I think yeah. for a long time, people thought, yeah. oh, this we're is going to innovation be and change right now. You're right. Right. People thought, oh, this is going to be overnight. I mean, it's nah. going to come, it's going to come and go. This is only for young kids. No, we're talking about hundreds of billion dollars, hundreds of billions of dollars being poured into crypto, uh, poured into these digital spaces. Um, and yeah, and that, that's that's going to be a change. So, you know, if you're no, that's big. Yeah, you say that. I'm actually, I'm, I'm bad. I'm actually looking on uh, Facebook to where. You know, there's this. Uh, it's like like a little universe. You go in, uh, and it's different markets. They're, they're like I, I've tested it out and stuff. Where um, I basically have this this little city, and 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 the people I follow that have businesses have their businesses. It's like a video, like a Sims video, man, a mm-hmm. simulation. Yeah, uh, they already are starting that. So you're right. This metaverse thing is gonna be. If we're not able to, like you you said it as simple as possible, we're not able to log on to Facebook and walk through a, a little digital universe to to make some money. We're going to be in trouble in the future. Yeah, lots of trouble, man. So I, I would I would really take some time out now to do your homework, uh, read some books. Uh, you can do really, which I don't have because I I think it's too distracting for me. But get, <laughs> get get a Twitter account and follow the right people. Yeah, follow the right people, and you will be literally ahead of the game. Yeah, it's all about getting the right uh, people giving you the information, and you'll yeah. be fine. It's, the information's out there. That's what's the beauty of the internet. Well, man, look, uh, uh, Cass, I'd like to thank you. It's been an honor, man. Uh, dialoguing. Um, Cass has uh, a, a training. Please let them know about this training. Uh, how they can uh, find you, give them some information for them to go back and try to go do some research and get in touch with you. Oh, thank you, man. So, uh, yeah, two things, man. Um, so we, we actually hold a course, my agency and I, we hold a course every Thursday in, uh, in Overtown, Overtown, Miami, in association with the Center for Black Innovation. The course is called Stacking Leads. Uh, it's a course where you can come and learn about Facebook and Instagram advertising and how to use it for your business to attract more sales. Uh, so that's every Thursday in Overtown. If you really want the information on that, uh, please go to my Instagram, C-A-S-S-4-Q-L on Instagram, and you just DM me the word leads, L-E-A-D-S, um, and you'll be able to get a free copy of my Second Leads ebook. 30 plus pages of just pure information and knowledge on uh, Facebook marketing. And then also um, I'll give you all the information for the actual class for you to attend every Thursday. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, yeah, man. Stacking leads, ebook, stacking leads course. Uh, come out. I'll see you on Thursday. So, yo, I'm, I'm going to get my, I'm going to text him leads so I could get my 30 pages 
because the guy gives great info. And if there's anybody right now that I'm listening to, uh, yo, Cass, um, AC Marketing um, is, is where it's at. Uh, thank you again, man. And uh, we look forward to more talks like this. Whenever new things come up, please don't be a stranger. And uh, hey, this is Dot T, the kid, Dadly Phileas with Natif Logistics. And hey, we're minding our business. Mind yours. <laughs> love it. Love it. Thank you so much, man. All right.